And I didn't think you'd come back. What, you thought I was just going to ride off into the sunset and pastor my nice little church in Vanier? <laughs> Not going to happen. He's back! In a way, now I'm back. Good to be back. I can't believe it! I just don't believe it! I'm freaking out! This is Late Night Council. We thought it best to break it to you slowly. How about we get back to the important topic? Who's John Council? That's my grandpa. We would be honored if you would join us. Give it to me straight. It's perfect. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. John, you're in charge. Okay, everything's working tonight. Uh, you know, because the doofus learned his lesson. Remember, you know, we didn't get the show started last night until 9.30, and uh, I tweeted out, for those of you that cared, hey, we're having technical difficulties here. We're trying to get this road up on the show and everything going. Well, the problem was the host pulled out a plug he shouldn't have pulled out and didn't know what plug he pulled out, didn't know what plug to plug back in, so technical crew had to drive miles and miles in to get in here and straighten the dumb thing out. And uh, during commercial breaks, I got beat up and slapped around and had to go to the hospital. And uh, that will never happen again. Oh, we're going to have a great show tonight. Open line, open topic, whatever you want to talk about. 343-700-4390. I'm locked, cocked, ready to rock. i got more stuff to talk about that I could fit into two hours, which is usually the case. And yet here I am, conducive to your calls, open to your opinions, Wanting to hear from you, whether you're tuning in raw off of, you know, www.latenightcouncil.com or tune in radio or Google Play or all those other venues that, you know, I've lost track of, of how easy it is to get a hold of us on, on this program now and listen to us. I hope you got the app on your phone where you just hit the button and away it goes. In fact, you can even get apps now, and, uh, and I th- I'm pretty sure you can do it through TuneIn Radio, where it automatically comes on. Even if you forget, Late Night Council could come on on your iPhone, on your iPad, on your computer, and uh, even if you forget to tune in, it can automatically come on. You tech-savvy people, you should be able to figure that out, because the technology is there. We've, we've already signed up for it. We're already on stream with those networks, and you just got to figure out how to do it, and it's really, really cool. Really cool. 343-700-4390 is... The Capital Region, that's the capital of Canada, the Capital Region phone number, 343-700-4390. If you're listening from uh, far away, outside the Capital Region, like uh, Consort, uh, Alberta, uh, Ordinary, Virginia, or uh, uh, Sanatorium, Mississippi. Yes, there's a place called Sanatorium, Mississippi. 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-562-4766. JC at LateNightCouncil.com, Okay. That's the email address. Still has to be under six lines. The rules, the old rules apply from ages past. JC at LateNightCouncil.com. And you can tweet at us at JW Council. Whatever's on your mind, I want to hear from you. Are you playing Pokemon Go yet? My sister is 50 in Windsor, and she's hooked on Pokemon Go. Oh, my goodness. Okay, are you playing Pokemon Go yet? Uh, let me, uh, maybe I should ask a more relevant question to, you know, to intelligent uh, uh, talk radio listeners that, you know, and you're even more intelligent because you're online, you know. Um, have you run over anybody playing Pokemon Go yet? Have you, have you seen anybody crash their bike into a parked car playing Pokemon Go yet? Do you know anyone who's uh, gotten fired for playing it yet or gotten reprimanded at work? Do you know any marriages that are breaking up because of it yet? I mean, I, I think it's a fad. It's a fad. It's going to pass. But it's not just going to pass. It's going to evolve. 
And because of you know the the, the software that's involved with the uh, the whole Pokemon thing, and apparently Nintendo stock, I guess, which owns the whole Pokemon Empire, their stock has just gone through the roof in the last two weeks. I know all you investor types woulda, coulda, shoulda, and you're just slapping your head, and you're hitting, hitting your heads with your hitting hitting your foreheads with the palm of your hands, and you're just oh, why didn't I? Why didn't I? You know, we, we didn't see this coming, did we? Okay. But anyway, the, the technology that's used to, to, uh, for Pokemon Go apparently is very, very, very practical technology that is going to be showing up in so many different industries and so many different areas that uh, you can't even keep up with this stuff. But those kids find a way, don't they? Doesn't it scare you? Like, I got grandkids. My grandkids are five and six and a half. They know their way around an iPad and doing stuff that uh, they leave. They're five and six. Take to it like ducks to water. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm, you know, cod curmudgeonly. But that, that just kind of scares me a little bit. Of course, I guess the same technology that's powered Pokemon Go. Here I am. You know, I'm talking to you online. Unfettered. Unfiltered. No holds barred. Nobody telling me what to do. Except, you know, the supernatural powers that be. And, and I trust you're, you're hooked into them. I mean, the right kind. Oh, my goodness. There's a lot of supernatural powers out there. You want to be hooked into the right ones. If you're not hooked into the right ones, well, I can help you with that, especially on Wednesday night. Or if you want to go down that road on a Tuesday night, because it is open line, open topic. You know, there's nobody telling me, counsel, you can't do Ask the Pastor on Tuesday. Yeah, I darn well want, can if I want to. Now, I kind of I kind of prep for news and I kind of prep for every what you, everybody's talking about in in uh, you know in in the common vernacular on Monday and Tuesday okay I, I prep for ask the pastor on Wednesday but as far as calls are concerned oh my goodness you could go any direction you want three four three seven hundred forty three ninety that's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety one eight four four five six two four seven six six is long distance I know a lot of you like the podcast it's very convenient but you can't make history you can't uh, be part of the show you can't participate if you're just listening to a podcast okay this is live it's six minutes after nine eastern time in the capital region right now and uh, this is live as you ever as you're ever going to get it folks so if you want to call in and uh, make your opinions known on <laughs> Okay, if you got an opinion on Pokemon Go, granted, it's not going to be a serious opinion. Unless, I don't know. I could, I could conceive marriages breaking up. I could conceive one partner going nuts and crazy over it, and the other one's kind of going, like, if this keeps up, man, uh, you know, I might find some stuff to do that you're not too thrilled with. It's a good social thing, though, because nerds are getting out of the basement finally. Nerds with pasty white skin, you know? And, you know, can't see past their computer screen that have lived in their parents' basement for the last 20, 15 years. Actually going outside, getting on bikes, trying to find those little critters. That's not a bad thing. Apparently there was a big Pokemon party in Confederation Park here in Ottawa. Now, if you're listening in, in the Capital Region here and you were at that party or you know anybody that went and you want to report on it, give, a, give, give us a, a bird's eye view, an eyewitness account. And I don't know how many people were there. Let's say there's 500 people. You had 500 people, everybody staring into your phone at the same time. Uh, yeah, uh, wow. Fun world we live in, isn't it? 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. 1-844-LNC is on. That's 1-844-562-4766. Hey, you want to hear some stats that nobody, and I mean nobody in mainstream media, seems to want to talk about. And you may even be a little bit surprised that I'm bringing them on the air tonight. And uh, I'm holding in my hot little hand 
my uh, latest copy of McLean's magazine. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's really good. And I tell you, if you listen to the show enough, you know, you shouldn't get your news from just one source. You ought to listen to a lot of different sources. You're going to get a well-rounded opinion. Now, mostly, most of media is all political correctness and, you know, very, very bland and, and, and doesn't want to, you know, it has an agenda. And, and you have to remember, news agencies exist for one reason. They don't exist to inform. They exist to make a buck, Okay. The old line from print media used to say, if, if it bleeds, it leads. In other words, blood and guts, sex, death, mayhem. You know, people buy newspapers when they hear about that kind of stuff. So when you hear the old maxim that the New York Times, and I think they, I think they still use it on their print uh, copies, all the news that's fit to print, that's, that's bogus, that's bull, okay? It's all the news that'll make a buck, okay? They exist to make money. That's why this article in the latest McLean's magazine from uh, Scott Gilmore really caught my attention. And you know that the papers have been filled with, I mean, another cop, I guess, got killed in Kansas down in the States. Three cops killed in Baton Rouge. Five cops killed in Dallas. Uh, you know, that's, that's nine cops in the last 10 days or so. When I was uh, driving my motorcycle through the United States, 11,000, over 11,000 kilometers in the last two weeks, okay, just about every flag at a public institution was flying half-mass in support of the cops that had gotten killed. Everywhere along the interstates. Every, I would say 90, a good 90% of every American flag that I passed was flying at half-mass because of the cops that had been killed. And the media, and you know, we've... Some of you may want to accuse me of falling into the trap of it as well. Uh, we may be sensationalizing it a little bit. If you think I'm sensationalizing it, listen, call in and, and, and rake me over the coals over it, okay? I don't mean to sensationalize. I do like to bring to attention important stuff, which I think it's even more necessary why I quote you uh, some stats that, that Scott Gilmore wrote about in McLean's magazine. Now, some of you are going to hear this, and you're going to get mad at me. Good, call in. Let's have a fight, okay? Uh, and some of you are going to go, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, John, because that's, uh, that's, that's you know, quite pertinent. Listen to this. According to Scott Gilmore, this week's McLean's magazine. Violence is not rising. In fact, America has not been this safe for more than a generation. Now, a generation, he's using kind of, you know, flowery language. That's about 40 years, okay? According to FBI data, the rate of violent crime has dropped by half since 1993 in the United States. Did you know that? You never know it by the way the news gets reported. The murder rate has fallen by a similar percentage. Even property crime has plummeted by 40%. All forms of crime and violence have declined from a peak in the 1980s. You need to go back to when John F. Kennedy was the president to find an equally peaceful time in the United States. This is not me, folks. I'm quoting Scott Gilmore, respected journalist, McLean's Magazine. Okay? But the front page coverage of these shooting sprees obscures the true nature of gun violence. Only 2% of gun deaths are from mass shootings. It is actually, listen to this, here's a dirty little secret that the, you know, the, the media doesn't want you to know. It is actually suicides that account for the overwhelming majority, a number that has risen by more than 40% in the last 20 years. Now, where are the right to die people, you know? 
If these stats are true, and I have no reason to doubt them, Scott Gilmore could probably get sued or, you know, uh, brought up on charges for, uh, you know, plagiarism or whatever, or fraud or, or, uh, uh, you know, uh, at least getting reprimanded by, uh, you know, the company that owns McLean's if these uh, these stats are out to lunch. I mean, you would think the right to die people would be very, very pro-gun because it seems to accomplish, you know, what they're, pun intended, shooting for. The shooting of cops is surely on the rise, though, isn't it? Not so. The FBI reports that in 1972, 132 police officers were killed in the line of duty. That number has declined steadily ever since, and last year was down to 47. Far lower than it was even in the 60s. When you account for the growth in the number of police officers, it is now only one quarter the level it was 25 years ago. You know, have you heard those stats anywhere in mainstream media? I haven't. Are we blowing this thing out out of proportion? I mean, I hear the terms civil war. A country in chaos. Law enforcement. Racial polarization out of control in the United States. Yeah, I wonder. I'm not giving the whole article. I'm just giving you a little bit of it here. Please, check it out for yourself. The Center for Disease Control tracks the rate of police killings by race and finds that 50 years ago, African-Americans under the age of 25 were five times more likely to die from a police bullet than they are now. Did you hear that? African-Americans were five times as likely to die from a police bullet 50 years ago than they are today. Wow. So give me your theories here. What's really going on? I mean, we got, we've got a Black Lives Matters chapter in Toronto. Oh, come on. Black Lives Matter and race relations in Canada are like polka dot is to plaid compared to the United States. I think it's a bunch of bored, you know, uh, uh, activists who've got nothing better to do than whine and complain and try to make their life significant by trying to create a mountain out of a molehill. This is not a Canadian issue at all. Oh, we're standing with the right. You're not standing. You're trying to get your face in the in the paper. You're not doing any significant with your lives. So you, you know you know that you know the Canadians are the easiest people to fool. So yeah, let's get a camera over here. Maybe we'll think people are, maybe people think I'm more important than I am. What a farce that is. So what's really going on here? Is sensational media driving and shaping the culture? Seems to be. Oh, media doesn't shape culture. It just reflects what's going on. Oh, really? Then why do advertisers spend billions and billions of dollars on that? You know why? Because they know it shapes culture. They know they can get you to buy. They know you can, they can influence you. Don't tell me media doesn't influence people. You're darn right it influences people. And I would suggest it probably influences people more than any other force in our culture in the last 50 years. So it seems there's a sensational, I don't know, attitude driving this whole thing. Who do you trust? Who do you distrust more? Government or media? Oh, that's a question. Boy, we could go all night on that, couldn't we? Who do you distrust or trust more? Media or government? Can anybody be trusted anymore? Remember, it was uh, it was Casey Stengel when he was managing the Miracle Mets of 62-63. They broke the record for most losses in Major League Baseball. Threw up his hands up in the air and said, Man, can anybody play this game? 
Ron Swoboda made a bad play back in 62 or 63. Came into the dugout, furiously mad. Ripped the drinking fountain right off the wall. Somebody looked at Stingle. He didn't even, you know, didn't even flinch. Didn't even look over there. And they said, aren't you going to say anything? He says, why should I say anything? I said something any time. You know, if, if, if somebody did that every time they made a bad play on this team, we wouldn't have any seats left in the stadium. Be ripping everything off its bolts. So he just kept quiet. It went down in history. We got important messages. Got to pay the bills. This is Late Night Council. You're right where you need to be. 343-700-4390. We're open line, open topic, all the way to 11 o'clock. 343-700-4390 in the Capital Region. 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. That's 1-844-562-4766. Stay with us. Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. We often hear about the supposed dangers of human-induced climate change. But what about the disastrous consequences of climate policy? For example, the closing of Ontario's coal stations was the single most important cause of the 318% rise in power rates since 2002. Thousands of industrial wind turbines are being erected across the province, killing birds and bats and ruining the lives of people living nearby. The expanded use of biofuels has led to 6.5% of the world's grain going to fuel instead of food. Only 6% of the $1 billion spent every day on climate finance goes to helping people today. The rest is dedicated to trying to stop climate change that may someday happen. Yet the reports of the non-governmental international panel on climate change show that the science backing the climate scare is highly uncertain. Isn't it time we focused on problems we know to be real? This message is brought to you by climatescienceinternational.org. As long as the cabin's got Wi-Fi, that's the big selling feature in hotels now, you know? Free Wi-Fi. Remember when it used to be free cable TV? Before then, it was, I'm old enough to remember, color TV in every room. Woo-hoo. Fresh in my mind, you know? Just coming back from a long road trip. Yeah, you got to have the Wi-Fi, boy. Got to check out the Facebook. Got to do the Twitter. Got to text message the folks back home and everything as soon as you get to the, as soon as you get to the hotel room. Open line, open topic, all the way to 11 o'clock, 343-700-4390. Welcome back to Late Night Council, one 562 4766 
JC at LateNightCouncil.com. You can tweet at us at JW Council. In all thy sons come in. No, no, you can't do that. I wonder if you sang that. I wonder what would happen if, uh, um, oh, the guy that does the national anthem. At, oh, that's, I'm feeling like an idiot now. I and mean, the guy's fantastic. The RCMP guy that does the national anthem at the, at the Sens games. Somebody's going to email me or, or, or text me right now. Linden Slewich. Ah, good. The brain kicked back in. It doesn't, doesn't that feel good when you can't remember something? All, all of a sudden it comes back and it and makes you feel good because, hey, dementia has not kicked in yet. Anyway, can you imagine Linden Slewich just kind of thumbing his nose at it and saying, singing, in all thy sons command instead of in all of us command? I wonder what would happen. I wonder what would happen. Like, there's no law against singing it the way you want to sing it. Like, what, would he get a ticket? <laughs> I mean, you talk about symbolism over substance. You talk about, oh, you know, trying to feel good about yourself and trying to, you know, come off as being progressive and correct and all that stuff. I mean, what would happen, you know, if, if some people made a point that, well, we don't sing it the new way. We sing it in all thy son's command because tradition means something to us. And I'm not advocating that. I'm just asking, what do you think would happen? No, it's in all of us command. You'll never sing in this town again. I doubt that. I doubt, I doubt Eugene Melnick and Sens management would get ticked off if, you know, Lyndon Slewitz just decided, well, you know, I just like an all thy sons command better because, you know, I've been singing all my life and, you know, I respect tradition and, nah, I don't think that. Well, I would suggest, based on a news story I'm going to talk about here and you probably already know about because, you know, you're listening to a talk radio show online, so that proves you're brilliant right there. I wonder whether they, uh, you know, should have changed. I wonder if they changed the wrong line in the national anthem. I, I, I think they probably should have changed the true north, strong and free. Really, true north, strong and free. Again, I'm quoting from this week's McLean's magazine. A week after Barack Obama needled the Trudeau government. Remember when he was up here in Ottawa speaking to the House Parliament? Let him have it, you know, over NATO. A week after Barack Obama needled the Trudeau government to pitch in more within NATO, Canada committed to lead the alliance's force in Latvia to deter westward aggression by Russia. There's not a lot of media talking about this right now. The Russian embassy in Canada called it saber-rattling. And Canada, listen to this, this is Russia talking now, and Canada isn't in a position to back it up lacking the basic military capacity to defend its own northern border. Yes, Russia must be kept in check and NATO must be supported, but this isn't an area where Canada appears fit morally or militarily to lead. Wow. Does Canada appear fit to lead anything anymore? Hey, I'm as patriotic as anybody. I love being Canadian. But I'm pretty embarrassed, you know, at where our standing internationally is going right now. Where do we lead? Does it appear fit to lead anything or anywhere right now? 
I mean, in matters that matter, in important things. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. You know, uh, the comedy shows, the comedians down in the States, they love Justin Trudeau because he's hip, because he's cool. He's going to legalize marijuana, man. He's just like the hippest guy around. Yeah, if you want to go for most selfies taken, oh, yeah, we're leading. But when it comes to, you know, meaningful stuff like the war on terrorism or the trillions of dollars wasted on climate religion, I mean, you want to lead in being, like, uh, the, the easiest to fool people in the world? Got an email from Doug here. On top of sending our fighter jets to face off against Russia, Trudeau's now sending more jets to participate in one of the biggest military exercises in the world. 26 countries will be participating in the U.S.-led exercises. Canada and media are mostly silent on it. Well, McLean's did a piece on it there, Doug, but, you know, I read the article after... After you sent uh, 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 the email, so, you know, you're up on it there, buddy. Got to give you credit for noticing it first. Speaking of Russia, (laughs) the glorious fatherland. Speaking of Russia, the papers were uh, filled today. Russia, uh, this is, oh, this is fun. This could get really fun. Russia could be banned from the Summer Olympics in Rio de Janeiro next month. How do you like that? Now, my guess is the IOC, that's the International uh, Olympic Committee. My guess is the IOC is, is, is too corrupt to do it, okay? I mean, they're right up there with one of the most, you know, politically correct uh, organizations in the world. They want to, you know, come off as being, oh, they're so, they're so interested in being fair, they're willing to cheat to be fair. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Silly, okay? Now, I'm not an Olympics fan. Are you an Olympics fan? The Olympics bore me to tears. They really do, you know. I mean, come on now. You look forward every four years to watch a water polo match? Come on. Javelin throwing? Ah, look at my guy throwing a spear, man. That's really cool. Gymnastics? Girls dancing around with ribbons? I'm sure they should have a paint drying competition somewhere. It'll be right up there, you know. You know, set up some cans on the podium, the ones that got the brightest colors that, you know. Weightlifting, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, boy, yeah. Well, look at them lift that, you yeah. uh, Does that make me bad, the, the, you know, that I, the, the Olympics do nothing for me? They do nothing for me, okay? Wow, I'm going to jump over that pole, wow. Yeah, come on. And I know a lot of you are thinking it, okay? And most people, oh, it's wonderful, these athletes, and they're, you know, they're not doing it for money, and they're just a number of glory and everything. They work so hard. and all. Oh, come on. It's boring TV. It's excruciatingly boring TV. Listen, if the number on your jersey exceeds two digits, forget it. I don't care. It's, it's Snoresville, Okay. So, uh, back to this story, though. So, so, I guess I had to preface my thoughts on Russia being banned from that, that I don't really care. But because this is a controversy, and because this is one of the top world powers that's getting kicked in the teeth, potentially, by a snotty-nosed corrupt organization, which the IOC is, oh my goodness, the level of corruption, you think FIFA's bad. Ho-ho! These guys, man, these guys could run, these guys could, you know, be in the in the provincial liberal party of Ontario they're so corrupt i mean they're unbelievable okay now the accusation is 
that Russia, well, not an accusation, there's been a report come forth where it's damning evidence that Russia uh, is guilty of, of widespread state-enabled drug and blood doping violations. I mean, you remember Ben Johnson, he got stripped of his medal. You know, and somebody, you know, he said he never knew what he took into his body, which is garbage, I don't believe that for a second. But this is the equivalent, now listen to this, this is the equivalent of, in the States, it would be the CIA rigging the system so that the American athletes can win, or CSIS here in Canada rigging the system so that, you know, we could win gold medals. That's how bad, bad it is, okay? Top-level Russian officials are indicted in this report. Give you a little bit of the Ottawa Sun today. A scathing report detailing a complex system of widespread state-sponsored doping in Russia, a scheme that included government officials tampering with hundreds of positive samples, has led the World Anti-Doping Association to call for the country's outright ban at next month's Rio Olympics. Man, that's never been done. You have like a ban a whole nation from coming to the Olympics. Am I sounding too sensational? Is that not important? Should I not be talking about that tonight? Well, then, you know, let's talk about whatever you want to talk about tonight because that's the way ask, that, that's the way ask the pastor works on Wednesday night, but that's the way late night council works most of the time, unless I have a guest, and I don't have a guest tonight. So you can take this puppy and you can take it any direction you want. I got more to say about this when we get back. Do you want to see Russia banned from the Olympics? Ah, you probably don't because you like to root against the bad guys, don't you? Well, you can always root against, you know, I don't know. What's a good oppressive country, you know? Iran? North Korea? Does North Korea send a team to the Olympics? You tell me. 343-700-4390 in the capital region. 343-700-4390. is long distance. That's 1-844-562-4766. JC at LateNightCouncil.com is the email address. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at me at JW Council. Right back after this. Very important and updated. I told you last night I was going to update... The information interlude. Stay with us. This is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at Council. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions right, but he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. Almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcast anytime. 
TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 743390. That's 343 743390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Sorry, I can't have soft rock this time of night, okay? I mean, like, uh, this is late night, and, uh, you know, a lot of people are turning in, a lot of people are going to bed, and the last thing you need is for me to come on with, uh, I don't know, Seals and Crofts, or the Bee Gees, or uh, Carol King, you know? No, no, it's not going to happen, okay? Part of, my, part of my mission is to jolt you into reality of what's important and what needs to be talked about. And if you don't like what I'm talking about, well, that's why I always throw it open to you. Almost always I throw it open. You get to have your say, and uh, I want to hear from you. 343-700-4390. Sure, you can listen on the podcast, but you can't participate, and you can't shape history by just listening to a podcast. You got to call in and be a part of it. Don't call in unless you have something to say, though, folks. You know, like, uh, I don't need calls to survive. I, I think we've proven that beyond the shadow of a doubt since we've been online here now for like nine, ten weeks now, okay? I know my opinions are worthy. I know they're valid. I know they're important, okay? So I don't mind talking. But, you know, I, I don't mind being challenged because, you know, when an opinion is being challenged, if that opinion's good, it tends to get stronger. It tends to be strengthened by the testing. So go for it. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety, or you know you can, you might be able to say it better than me. Okay, it's quite possible. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety in the capital region. One eight four four five six two four seven six six. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. 
JW Council is the Twitter handle. JC at LateNightCouncil.com is the email address. Oh, got an email from Eric here. Pastor John, there's a reason why we have left-wing governments across this country. It's because the left-wing media gets them elected with their biased reporting. Who do I trust more, government or media? Answer is neither. You know what? I don't, I don't put the blame at left-wing media. I don't. I put the blame at people who are too easy to fool. Okay? I think people are intellectually lazy. They don't hold politicians accountable. And they accept the drivel that, uh, that you know, masquerades as news and information nowadays. And people are not engaged in the process at all. They're more interested in taking their iPhones and going after pretend creatures under a tree somewhere than they are in making sure that the money that the government is forcibly taking away from us is being spent in ways that we're going to get value from and that our great-grandchildren are not going to have to be still paying for. Appreciate your email, though, Eric. God bless you for sending that in. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. It's an email from Doug. John, the right to die people will ultimately do more for gun deaths than gun control could ever hope to. I'm expecting a 60% drop in gun deaths when people realize that they can get a doctor to kill them rather than blowing their brains out. If we could do something about criminal shootings, gun deaths could, would be completely insignificant. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point, Doug. Can't disagree with that at all. Two good emails in a row. Oh, we're on a roll tonight, man. 343-700-4390. Back to the Russia uh, uh, doping bombshell. That's the headline in the sun today. It was, and it was in every paper in North America today. A lot of them on the front pages across the continent. Thomas Bach, who's the president of the IOs of the International Olympic Committee, okay, said in a statement, that the report showed a shock, a shocking and unprecedented attack on the integrity of sport, and that it will not hesitate to take the toughest sanctions available against any individual or organization implicated. Well, if this guy's anything like Barack Obama or Justin Trudeau, he's probably going to, you know, invite them in for, you know, uh, uh, full participation in the Olympics in Rio de Janeiro. I hope the guy's true to his word. You know, I hope he's more than just words. I mean, when I, when I hear Justin Trudeau say, you know, we stand with our, with our brothers in France. We stand with our comrades in Turkey in the battle against terror. No, you don't, Justin. You have cowardly pulled our soldiers out and walked away, okay? Please don't, please don't get up again and say we stand with our allies in there because we don't stand with them. And Obama made that clear when he was talking in the House a couple weeks ago. We are not standing. We are not pulling our weight. We are fudging out. We are being wimps when it comes to the battle against ISIS. And apparently the battle over in Iraq is going pretty well. Apparently we're advancing well against them. Where we're not winning is in our security situation here in Canada, here in, in the United States, and, uh, and especially in Europe. Thank you, Angela Merkel. Well, a good thing came out of this whole thing. Angela Merkel's uh, ineptitude 
and you know the way they've totally botched the migration uh, situation, that probably has contributed more to Britain leaving the European common market, and it will probably lead to other countries leading as well. Because they see that the people that are controlling their destinies don't have a hot clue. They're not leaders. They're pretenders. They talk a big game, and, you know, they're, they're, they're bankrupting their countries. I guess what goes around comes around, doesn't it? Seven four uh, f- uh, three four three th- sorry three four three seven hundred forty three ninety open line open topic to eleven three four three seven hundred forty three ninety one eight four four five six two four seven six six is long distance. Do you want to see Russia out of the Olympics, or do you always root against them? I don't know. I kind of like Alex Ovechkin. You know, I kind of felt sorry for him in Sochi in twenty fourteen when they did so badly. Poor guy. He seems like a happy-go-lucky, fun guy, you know? Kind of guy you'd want to have at your party. And you know. I bet he'd have a lot of fun with the Stanley Cup if he wanted. I think the first time the Stanley Cup went to Russia, and correct me if I'm wrong, all you Liam McGuire fans out there, the first time the Stanley Cup went to Russia was when Sergei Fedorov and Vladimir Konstantinov and Slava Kozlov and I think uh, Fedosov with the Red Wings, when they won it the first time and they brought it over there. I'm sure Alex Ovechkin would get away with doing crazy things with a cup that those guys never did. He's a fun personality. I like him. I do. I'm kind of half thinking. And what do you think we should do about this? Free, you know, Freebie Fridays, and we, we give away stuff on Friday night. We have fun. We goof off. But the format still hasn't been nailed down on Friday night yet. And I'm thinking of Friday night of, of doing a whole discussion and having a lot of fun on the flakiest people that have ever played in sports. Kind of do a sports theme on Friday night. And I've got a lot of research that I've done over the years on the most entertaining figures in sports. Not the best hockey players, not the best baseball players in football. The flakiest, the goofiest, the Spaceman Lees, the Eddie Shacks, the Mark the Bird Fitteriches. You know? The guy, the Cincinnati Reds used to have a guy called Ross Grimsley who wore the same t-shirt, I think, for six weeks in a row because he was on a winning streak. And, like, guys wouldn't get within three feet of him because he, he stunk so much. And he used to delight getting interviewed, you know, by sports commentators because they would just be, like, you know, almost crying from the smell coming off of this guy's B.O. I don't know. We'll see. Remember, I have one program director on this program. And listener feedback is almost, almost as important and almost as authoritative as the program directors, Okay. And uh, we love hearing from you. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. One of the guys that I like uh, to read, and I always find his articles uh, kind of a cut above your typical reporting. And he's not really reactionary. And he comes from a a rather philosophical uh, 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 vantage point. And I always find his stuff really, really intelligent and uh, thought-provoking. Is uh, Robert Sibley. And the title at the bottom of the citizen says, a veteran Ottawa journalist holds a Ph.D. in political science from Carleton University. And he actually sounds like, he, like he's earned it, you know. I think he got his degree back in the, probably the day when uh, probably uh, uh, academic standards were much higher than they are now. I mean, they've got such goofy courses in universities now. I mean, I can't believe you can get a Ph.D. in basket weaving. Humanities. Oh, there's, boy, there's a discipline, eh? Boy, yeah, I want to spend six years gazing at my navel. Figuring out what people think, you know, and who's the most politically correct and who's more earnest than anybody. 
but Bob Sibley's good. I really like him. And he had an article in the, in the Citizen today that caught my eye. The title was, Where Are the Churchills or the Roosevelts? Well, I don't think... I'm of the belief that if there was a Churchill or a Roosevelt that was available to lead, I'm I'm of the belief that those guys couldn't get elected dog catcher anymore. I think they'd go unrecognized by the populace. I don't think our culture would recognize a good leader if it had a good leader available to them. They're far more interested in symbolism than substance. They're far more interested in image than performance. They're far more interested in, you know, uh, 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 what a guy looks like in front of the camera instead of what he's accomplished and what he's done. Appeal to my emotions. Maybe it's because, you know, the, uh, 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 at least economically here in Canada, especially in Ontario, economically it's so bad, maybe we want a clown. Maybe we want, you know, a charlatan, a court jester to lead in Queen's Park or Parliament Hill. It gets our mind after, off of the, you know, the, uh, how dismal the economy is. We just keep spending and spending and spending. We spend our way out of, out of, uh, out of trouble. We spend our way out of, out of uh, you know, need. What's the solution? Spend more money. Spend more money. Yeah, but we're not taking it enough. That doesn't matter. Voters don't care. Spend more money. I'll give you a little bit of Bob Sibley's uh, uh, article here. Faced with a sentimental populace. Isn't that interesting? I mean, I'm the guy that's always railing on, you know, uh, voters not being to blame for, you know, uh, the situation we're in. Faced with a sentimental populace, substandard politicians, he's got my attention there, substandard politicians assume they must pander to the populace and indulge in, I like this line, emotional incontinence. Instead of showing resolve, determination, and courage in the face of threatening events, presidents act as mourners-in-chief, and prime ministers provide hugs and tears. That's therapeutics. That's not leadership. Couldn't agree more. When politicians become therapists, when leaders fail to lead... We shouldn't be surprised that the existential anxieties of our times remain unaddressed. Nobody's satisfied. Everybody's angry. That's why we took a chance on Trudeau in Canada, you know? We didn't like status quo. We didn't like the bland, you know? Yeah, the economy was doing better, you know? But that Harper, he just, he just doesn't thrill me. Doesn't make me... It just seems so grumpy. I want somebody that's that's... Much more flashy. Makes me feel good. Well, the economy's tanking. We're running deficits. Canadian dollar isn't worth squat anymore. Yeah, but he's he just so handsome. 343-700-4390. That's 343 that's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. That's the long distance line. JC at late night council.com. I got some emails I gotta look at. Some of them might be airworthy. I'm gonna find out during the commercial break. And you can tweet us at JW Council. We're right back after this, stay with us.
17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays, and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's frozen yogurt. We make you smile. Who is this man? This garlic king who makes hummus hum and shawarma swing. This kingdom is really Lebanese. There's only one garlic king and really Lebanese is his home. Don't be fooled by pretenders to the throne. Really Lebanese reigns as the best shawarma in Ottawa. See why it's good to know the king. I am Adel Aziz, the garlic king. I can do anything. Who is this man? I'm Adel Aziz, the garlic king. I can do anything. 2586 St. Joseph Boulevard in Orleans. Garlic, I love it. Four three seven hundred forty three ninety. That's three four three seven hundred forty three ninety in the capital region. One eight four four five six two four seven six six is the long distance line. That's one eight four four five six two four seven six six. Look up Bob Sibley's article online if you didn't get the Citizen today. Where are the Churchills or the Roosevelts? Hmm. Would our greed, image obsessed, horny culture? Even recognize a great leader if we had one? I don't think they would. I think Lincoln would be deemed too socially awkward. Oh, my goodness, not photogenic at all. Oh, he, he just doesn't present himself very well. Churchill would be perceived as a blunt bully, stubborn as a mule, uncompromising, politically obstinate, Franklin Roosevelt would have been vilified for hiding his handicap, polio. Well, they'd be all over him. Harry Truman? Oh, culturally ignorant. Born on the wrong side of the tracks. No pedigree. He's just a dumb old farmer. What does he know? I don't think, I don't think our culture would recognize a good leader. I don't think they would. Good leaders lead. I could be wrong. And if I am, call in. Let me know. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. Mike's got an email here. I guess he's coming. I guess Trump got the nomination tonight. He secured the nomination. 
He's not the presumptive Republican candidate anymore. He is the Republican candidate. I still can't believe I'm saying that. Knowing this guy's, you know, political attitudes, knowing this guy's lifestyle, knowing his track record, and, you know, I've, I've never been a fan, but I've been very, very aware of what he's all about for 30 years. The fact that I just said he's the Republican candidate, it, it just blows my mind. It's like I've been, you know, taken, plucked from the mid-80s and zoomed into a future that is so bizarre, it's beyond imagination. Anyway, Mike sends an email. We are four months from a presidential election pitting the most corrupt, manipulative, self-obsessed Democrat in America against Hillary Clinton. I'm joking, but not really. Mike's quoting Ben Shapiro, who made that quote. And Mike asked the question, how awesome and accurate is that for a quote? It's not too far off, Mike. Now, I was reading a McLean's this week. Because, you know, I, my McLean's magazines were delivered to my house while I was away for two weeks, so I kind of had a backlog of them. And, uh, and you know, maybe we should talk more about this on Ask the Pastor. But Donald Trump has split the evangelical right voting bl- block in the states right up the middle. 55% of evangelicals in the United States are supporting Trump. That number is down 20 points from how many evangelicals supported the last presidential candidate for the Republican Party, Mitt Romney. So from 75 to 55 percent, and it's pretty hard, it's pretty hard to win without the evangelical support behind you. I mean, it wasn't enough for Romney to win the last election, but Barack Obama got a lot of the evangelical vote last year, uh, last election, in the last two elections. He was able to garner a very strong, they would, they would be called the evangelical left. And Trump has come out as, you know, he's, he's saying that he's become a born-again Christian. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll put that under the microscope a little bit, you know, closer tomorrow night. But, and don't give me this bulletin. Now, John, you're judging. It's not judging, it's expressing an opinion. I get so fed up to the gills with people that get intimidated by people who have opinions and aren't afraid to share them. I'm coming to the belief that if you have opinions, you're not afraid to share them. That's one of the most courageous things you can do in this culture right now. Because there's so much pressure to keep your mouth shut and to toe the party line and be politically correct. I mean, if you express an opinion that goes against mainstream nowadays, you can get fired, you can get sued, you can get fined, you can lose your job. You can be run out of the neighborhood just for believing differently than other people. How's that for freedom? One of the most telling evidences of it, and this is a theme that's been, you know, in in all sorts of, you know, uh, higher level intellectual commentary, you know, in our continent in the last three to five years. Major comedians, Jerry Seinfeld, Dane Cook, Jeff Dunham. That's the guy with the ventriloquist, you know, Ahmed the Dead Terrorist, that's one of his dummies, you know. Some of these guys, their, their, their most favorite venues to play when they were doing comedy 20, 30 years ago, comedy used to thrive on university campuses because 
university students used to have the best sense of humor. You know, and university campuses were kind of subversive, kind of anti-establishment. You can get away with anything. There are no major comedians that will do comedy on, on university campuses anymore because they've turned into bastions of political correctness and it's like it's like these 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 fascist thought police are you know correcting you on everything nobody's got a sense of humor on university campuses anymore you are told what to believe you're told what values to espouse and you better fit in and you become a, you better become a sausage like you know the rest of the sausages that they're cranking out of universities or you're going nowhere academically and comedians, they're loath to play university camps anymore because universities have lost their sense of humor. That's because freedom's been quenched. You've got to toe the party line. You've got to think like everybody else thinks. You've got to wear what everybody else wears. You've got to have the same tattoos. You've got to have the same hairstyle. You've got to espouse the same values. And if you don't, well, we've got no place for you in society. Whatever happened to real freedom? You know, I love that ad campaign. It was brilliant. Oh, it was about three or four years ago. Full-page ads in the National Post, Sun Chain, Thompson News Chain, Ottawa Citizen, Post Media, all across Canada. Even the Toronto Star carried full-page ads. It's got this clean-cut young man, maybe 21, 22. And the caption read, you want to tick off your university professor? Tell him you're conservative. <laughs> I like that. I would wear that badge, not because I'm conservative, just because I don't like being I don't like being told what to do by people who, in my opinion, have no authority to tell me what to do. Well, we've got the facts. No, you don't. You got a philosophy and an ideology. You don't have the facts behind you. You've promoted your ideology and your whacked out religion and your whacked out values as if they are facts. They don't have facts at all. In fact, I could produce you all kinds of data that uh, that would illustrate that the facts have been suppressed to advance a whacked out social left wing. Humanity controlling agenda, where people no longer think for themselves. They surrender their wills. They surrender their freedoms to people who, they, who have easily convinced them that what they're espousing or what they're promoting is much better than anything that, you know, that freedom could afford or freedom could produce. And it's mind-numbing. It's neutering. It's castrating. Three four three seven hundred forty three ninety. It's open line, open topic, all the way to 11 o'clock. Three four three. 700-4390-1844-562-4766 is the long-distance line. That's 1-844-562-4766. I have an updated, and you need to listen to it closely, we have an updated information musical interlude that's very poignant, very important. And I think it's way better than, you know, Listen to old, same old, same old news. Of course, you already know that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be tuning in. And it's great to have you with us. We're right back after this. Stay with us.
oh, this is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at JWCouncil. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions, right? But he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. Almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcasts anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us. Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 700 That's 343 That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1-844-562-4766. That's long distance. 1-844-562-4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. having a delightful summer my goodness it's july the 19th i got on the motorcycle today and of course had all of the packing bags for my epic journey off of the motorcycle so no big trunk bag no big seat bag no big tank bag the windshield is off it was so good to drive the stripped down version today 
And here we are, July 19th. The high was 23 in Ottawa today, so I actually got to put the black leather jacket on today. Oh, it's like, it was like driving in the fall. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Beats the heck out of driving from L.A. to Phoenix in 110-degree Fahrenheit weather. Oh, man, that's, that's not fun. And you're trying to go as fast as you can because you want to keep the breeze up. You get stuck in construction or a traffic jam in that kind of weather. You may as well be like a fried slice of bacon cooking on the pavement. It's not fun. Thank God. You know what I did? Oh, I don't know if I... You know what? If my memory's going, please forgive me. And if I told you this last night and you're bored because I'm telling you it again, call in and yell and scream at me. But I did something last week that the first time I ever saw it done in California, it horrified me. And... and here I was. I was doing it two weeks ago in the freeways of Los Angeles, which some would say are the wildest and craziest and busiest freeways in the world. The first time I ever saw a motorcyclist lane split, I thought, these people are nuts. They're out of their mind. What's lane splitting? Lane splitting, California is the only state in the United States that allows lane splitting. Lane splitting is if there's a traffic jam, motorcycles on a freeway are allowed to go between cars. They're allowed to drive between cars that are stuck in traffic jams. And they they go at quite a clip, too. They go zipping by you. And, of course, the fear is, you know, if somebody pulls out in front of you right away, you know, you're, you're toast, you're cooked. Well, it, it was hot there. It was a good, oh, it'd be 35 to 39 degrees Celsius when I was in L.A. Not as hot as the Arizona desert, but still pretty hot. Okay, and much more humid than the Arizona. So that's hot. You don't want to get stuck. Okay, and I didn't want to. I like, so you know what? I'm going to try this. And I have a wide bike. I have a Harley Davidson V rod with crash bars on it. So that means these bars extend out. It's a wide bike. Okay, and I found myself lane splitting. And the reason, and it's not a brave thing or anything, because apparently, and I learned this later, that motorists are instructed. That if they see a motorcycle coming up beside, they're supposed to pull over. So here I am going between cars in a traffic jam, and they're they're making a way for me. I mean, I felt like king of the world, man. I thought I can't believe this, man. I'm stuck. All these guys are all jammed up. Here I am going right down the middle, man, passing everybody. Oh wow, what an experience! That was fun. Still, you don't want to. Be, it's not for the faint-hearted. And I'm only in my third year of, you know, riding a motorcycle. I'm not Mr. Pro. So, but man, for me, that was one heck of an accomplishment. Quite a thrill, too. And you're weaving in and out of traffic, you know. One false turn, you're dead. I know that. Please, you want to call in and lecture me about how dangerous motorcycles are? Listen, you're preacher of the choir. I know how dangerous they are. They're very dangerous. And you're not, if you're not obsessed with safety, you shouldn't be on a motorcycle. But man, what a hoot that was. That was fun. It was fun today. I know. The old saying is if you have to explain how wonderful a motorcycle is to people, they're not going to get it anyway. Speaking of fun and goofing off and uh, gadgets and stuff like that, uh, and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not begging you to follow me on Twitter, but if you listen to me on the radio show, a lot of stuff that I talk about I will post on Twitter. And I came across, somebody sent me or came across on Twitter um, or, or some, something on the net, 
Did you see this? And I posted the, the video, the YouTube video I posted on Twitter. You may have already seen it. If you hadn't, go to uh, the Late Night Council Facebook page or go to my Twitter account and, and go to my tweets and check this video. You have got to see this. These guys in Clinton, Connecticut, and you know this was only a matter of time, okay? Drones, okay? More and more people are buying drones, and the drones that are coming into private use are getting more and more sophisticated, And the technology is growing. And people are getting more creative and more innovative with how they use drones. So you knew it was only a matter of time before somebody, and this happened in Clinton, Connecticut. I don't know where Clinton, Connecticut is, but it sounds like some backwater place because the video looks like it's some backwater place. These guys got a drone, and it looks like a pretty good one, too. Like, you can get cheap little drones at Walmart for, you know, like 100 bucks, 150 bucks, Or you could go into, there's drone specialty shops now creeping up where you can go right up to $2,000, $5,000. And the way they're using them now is incredible. Like, for instance, real estate agents. Real estate, a lot of real estate agents are buying their own drones and mounting them with sophisticated video cameras to do flybys and flyarounds to show you the home that they're trying to sell you. Okay? That's pretty cool, you know? I mean, they can go up real high so you can kind of see the whole neighborhood. So, I mean, that's just one use that they're using. Well, these guys in Clinton, Connecticut, you got to see this video. <laughs> they mounted a flamethrower to their drone. And if you watch the video... The drone, they must have done this during American Thanksgiving because the turkey that's cooking outside is on this, like, spit that's automatically turning. And the drone, the drone hovers next to the turkey and then throws the flames at the turkey to cook the turkey. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. Now, I guess these guys posted this video on YouTube And the Federal Aviation Administration in the States caught wind of it. And now these guys are under investigation for possible misuse of a a uh, non-piloted aviation device, whatever you call it. I mean, like, right away, as soon as I knew that, like, I don't know who was it. Was it Amazon? Amazon was talking about having its deliveries, you know, done by exclusively drones. Whereas you would order something from Amazon.com and Central Depots, you know, around North America, around the world. You know, there would be hundreds of these drones that would just be delivering these packages right to you. That way they wouldn't have to... You know, they wouldn't have to pay drivers, and, uh, and you know, the drone would uh, uh, electronically ring your doorbell or whatever or deliver it to your uh, door and send you an automatic email or a text message that says your package is at your front door right now and then take off. I mean, I haven't seen it happen yet, but you could see that happening. As soon as I – and that, that news story came out. That's, that's two, three years ago they were talking about that kind of stuff. I still have yet to see drones delivering packages for Amazon. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I haven't seen it happen yet. Have you had everything delivered to you by, via drone? I haven't, okay? And I occasionally do buy things on Amazon or Kijiji, whatever, okay? But as soon as I saw that possibility, and, and I gave it a little bit of thought, I thought, you know what? I'll bet, I'll bet – I'll bet there's voyeurism going on like crazy with drones. Because a lot of these drones come pre-loaded with pretty sophisticated video cameras. 
And you know there's spying going on. You know there's people with cameras that are taking pictures of people. You know, I, I reminds me of a story. And uh, uh, I heard this story years ago. And it's one of those stories that, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's so unbelievable you think, nah, you're just making that up. And uh, the first time I ever heard a preacher friend told me. And before the Internet... You know, preachers, they were notoriously guilty of, 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 of exaggerating the truth when they would tell stories to make a point. And they would justify it by uh, telling themselves that, uh, well, you know, it's for a good purpose. And, you know, we're trying to just show people the light and that, you know, so we can kind of bend and stretch the truth just to make a point, which I don't agree with at all. OK, I will not tell stories like that and shade the truth and, uh, 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 you know, exaggerate for the sake of uh, making a more sensational story. So when I heard the story originally, even before the age of the Internet, I thought, I don't know about that. But when Snopes.com came out, Snopes, if you don't know about Snopes.com, probably the number one debunker of old wives' tales and urban mythology um, had uh, the people that run Snopes.com, they were in studio on a previous show once, and they co-hosted with me for the full two hours. Had a great time with them. They're just obsessed with research and getting the facts straight. And uh, they're up to over 5,000 you know, stories that are on their website now that they have debunked and demythologized and told you the truth. And if you've, like, for instance, you know, the, the old wives' tale, the old urban myth of uh, uh, Procter & Gamble giving 10% of its profits to the Church of Satan, that is so old. It's been, that myth has been going for 30 years. And uh, NBC set up a, has got a special hotline. They still have a special hotline at NBC and Rockefeller Center in uh, the States that uh, uh, handles people complaining that, you know, well, I heard six weeks ago on Oprah Winfrey that the president, you know, of Procter & Gamble, that's an old wives' tale, and and Snopes debunks those kind of things. So this story I'm going to tell you about alleged voyeurism, okay, and this whole drone thing remind me of this story. And, uh, you know, we're coming up to commercial break. I want to, and if we get a call, we'll go to the call. But I'm going to tell you the story. It's worth hanging around for. It's about a guy, and and, and I didn't think it was true until I saw it on Snopes.com, and and they verified that it is true, about this guy in, it was either Chicago or Los Angeles, I can't remember, that tied hundreds of helium balloons to his lawn chair. Okay? And what happened? And you'll hear about that when we get back from these very, very important messages on Late Night Council. Open line, open topic, all the way to 11 o'clock, 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. And if you're calling from Cork, New Brunswick, if you're calling from Saps, Alabama, if you're calling from Inc., Missouri, 1-844-562-4766 is the number. We're right back after this. Stay with us.
For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. Who is this man, this garlic king, who makes hummus hum and shawarma swing? This kingdom is really Lebanese. There's only one garlic king, and really Lebanese is his home. Don't be fooled by pretenders to the throne. Really Lebanese reigns as the best shawarma in Ottawa. See why it's good to know the king. I am Adel Aziz, the garlic king. I can do anything. Who is this man? I'm Adel Aziz, the garlic king. I can do anything. 2586 St. Joseph Boulevard in Orleans. Garlic, I love it. Summertime is here, and it's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily, with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies, or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byword Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We make you smile. Welcome back. So, have you ever had a drone spying on you? They've been shot down, too. There's like, of course, you know, with the proliferation of guns in the States, you know, it's quite common that, you know, if a drone, if somebody sees a drone spying on them on their property, and it goes on, they'll bring the 12-gauge out, man, and just blow that thing right out of the sky. A new sport. Yeah, we're going drone hunting. Got a, got our drone decoys set up there, and we're just gonna blast them suckers out of the out of the air as soon as they come flying by. So the, the whole drone thing. It reminded me of this story, okay? And this is true. This happened. You can check this out. Snopes.com. This uh, uh, guy, um, um, lived in a neighborhood, and and if you it, you know these kind of neighborhoods are quite common. Barham and Canada. And, suburbs across Canada and in the States, I'm sure as well, where everybody in the backyards, the backyards that, you know, border on each other, they all had high fences. And he kind of wanted to, and, and this is thought oh, this is good 30 years ago. He wanted to kind of see what was going on in other people's yards. So he got this crazy idea. He got a couple tanks of helium, Compressed helium. I guess he, I think he worked at a welding company or something, and he had access to a lot of helium. And he decided to get a bunch of balloons 
kind of like the movie Up, only not as extreme. Up's a cartoon. It's a, you know, a fun kid's story. This actually happened. He had, I don't know how many balloons, but enough that he tied, he got all these balloons, and he tied them to his chaise lounge lawn chair. He got them secured, and his idea was, I'm going to get the balloons, and I'm going to get them hooked up to the lawn chair, and I'm going to float above the fences in my backyard, and I'm just going to kind of drift around and say hi to people. I won't be threatening. I just, you know, kind of be of a fun thing to do, okay? So the guy gets the balloons ready, okay, and he has the chaise lounge tied down, and he figures it's not taken off too quick and, and uh, just a little bit just to rise above the fences and, and to check everybody out in their backyard and say hi to people. And he had been living in the neighborhood for a number of years anyway, so he knew a number of the neighbors, so he, did, he thought it would be fun. So he gets enough balloons, and the thing's ready to go, and he cuts the secure line. Well, it didn't just float up gently above the fences. It shot straight up in the sky. And he didn't know what to do. So he's like, he's on the chaise lounge, and he's going up fast, really fast, okay? And he goes up so high that when you go get going up that high, you start getting cold because the higher up you get, you know, the, the temperature drops. And the news story covered it that it, he got up so high he was disrupting flight plans of the local airport, okay? And there were rescue helicopters because the guy was going to freeze to death, okay, because he had got up so fast. I don't know. He must have got up, I don't know. I, I can't remember the exact number, maybe five, ten thousand 10,000 feet, okay? And uh, there were rescue helicopters asking what he's doing. Of course, they couldn't hear from him. And he would wave, and he kind of looked panicked, and he didn't know what to think. And I guess the pressure from up there, or maybe the balloons themselves, they started gently kind of going, he started descending. And he was descending, it took him a long, long time. In other words, he, he descended uh, uh, slower than, than he ascended. And he was up in the sky for a good, oh, I can't remember exactly, but about maybe four to eight hours. And he was quite cold. And uh, he was not well. And... Uh, when he floated back down to Earth, you know, a few, not too far away, but maybe, maybe five to ten miles away from where he, you know, uh, originally ascended, the media was all there and the authorities were all there. The guy was in trouble. I mean, I, I don't know if they had any laws, maybe disturbing the peace, because nobody had ever done that before. And the first question, of course, the media gets to him with a microphone and a camera crew, you know, like, why did you do this? And his first answer was, well, you can't just sit there. <laughs> and that's all he said. And he was shivering, and they wrapped him in blankets, and they took him to the hospital. Cool story. Original, original. Not as I must say, though, not as original as mounting a flamethrower to your to your drone. That's original. I certainly wouldn't advocate that. But boy, you got to give those guys points for creativity. Can you imagine, though, if some nut bar terrorist group wanted to, I mean, what you could do with the drone? Like, there's a lot of bad things you could do with a drone. I mean, I gave you a little bit of an insight into, you know, some of the ways they're being used, you know. Like, they've got laser measurements on them now to give accurate measurements of site properties, and they're using them in surveying, and it's just incredible how they're using drone technology. But, you know, if you want to, oh, man, I don't even want to go there. Maybe I should shut up now. 
might have some psychopaths that are listening, and I'm giving them ideas. Well, here's a, here's another fun story of originality. This one's this I like this, and this comes from Russia. The blood doping steroid capital of the world, Moscow. If you're just tuning in, we had I, I had quite a commentary on the very real, and it's not hype, the very real possibility that the country of Russia, all its athletes are going to be banned from the Olympics at Rio de Janeiro next month. Scathing report. Indicting high-ranking officials in what used to be the KGB. It would be the equivalent of the CIA and CSIS helping their athletes win by hiding the fact that they were blood doping and taking steroids. But anyway, not everything is nefarious and corrupt over in Moscow. This is a this is a fun story, and I don't know if you've read any accounts because there's because there's been a number of articles in the last two or three years on real life superheroes, where men and women don costumes and fight crime in a vigilante type of way. Some of them are really half cocked. Some of them are just plain weird. This guy though, this this sounds like well I'll tell you. You make your own assumptions on this. You think this guy's nuts or you think, yeah, we need more guys like this. A real-life superhero in Moscow who dresses in a hooded cloak and cape has claimed to have taken down 40 criminals so far. Well, I would question that because, you know, remember the lady that designed the costumes for the Incredibles? You know, no capes, no, no capes. His capes are always getting in the way, you know. You fight crime with a cape, you're, you're going to trip and fall on the cape. It's going to get tangled up somehow. You're going to get choked. Forget the capes. That's what she said, and I agree with her. But anyway, I continue. I digress like I often do. But I continue with the article here. He calls himself Reaper. No wonder what the Russian word for Reaper would be. Anyway, he calls himself Reaper and was seen in June, that's last month, walking into known drug houses in the Kimki area outside the city of Moscow. Witnesses said they heard screams, crashes, and bangs, and then captured the masked man on video as he walked out. He's been lighting a flare on the steps and then disappearing into the darkness. So he's got a bit of a theatrical bent to him, this guy. When police arrived, witnesses told local media they walked out with a pair of suspected drug dealers in handcuffs. They saw the men looked, they say, say the men looked pretty beat up, too, when they carted them away. Reaper also apparently wrote a letter to police recently. You don't know me, and it is unlikely you have heard about me, Reaper writes in the letter, published by Russian newspaper Moskovsky Komsomolets. I know I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Which could not verify the author. I call myself Reaper, and for the past six months I've been struggling with the disease that has long been plaguing our society, crime. I fight drug dealers, rapists, and gangs. Much like Batman, Reaper promises he doesn't kill or cripple. Oh, that's nice. We're thankful for that. He doesn't kill or cripple and wants to work with police but feels, now listen to this, but feels corruption has addled them from doing a proper job on their own. Ooh. I'm sure the cops are thrilled with that indictment there. I'm not looking for glory, and I'm not looking for allies or imitators. I'm just asking for some help with information. He even has a Twitter account to act as a tip line where his motto is, 
Redivivus et altor, Latin, that loosely translates to revive and avenge. Wow. We haven't had anybody like that in Canada yet, have we? I mean, these self-proclaimed costume vigilantes, there's, there's, at least, there's at least 20 to 30 of them in operation in the states, in major cities. I've read articles on them. Some of them are like are really appreciated and they're nice people and they do good deeds for people. They don't just fight crime. Others are a pain in the neck and the police say they keep getting involved with them and they'd like these guys arrested and off the streets. It's kind of like, remember the, the Guardian Angels? They tried, to, they tried to set up a chapter here in Ottawa. It never got off the ground. I think it ran for about a week or two and then just, you know, there wasn't much going on as far as crime fighting is concerned, I guess. Or maybe the climate was too cold. They couldn't cut it up here. But it's kind of like the Guardian Angels, only like like lone wolf chapters of it. And I don't think I don't know if Canada's got any. If you know of any operating in Canada, I want to hear from you. Some of them, though, the accounts I've read in the states are just they're just kind of goofy, though. You know, they're just weird people doing weird things. You know, got to put a costume on to help an old lady across the street. That's kind of weird. I don't know. Time for our information interlude. Keep you informed, up to date. What's going on here? Open line, open topic, all the way to 11 o'clock. I'm giving out the phone numbers doing the information about interlude. You'll hear them then, so I don't have to give them to you now. Right back after that. Stay with us. This is so much better than a news break. And most news breaks, all they have is bad news anyway. Well, you're going to hear some good news. Just stay right where you are. But you get a line while I'm catching my breath. 343-700-4390 in eastern Ontario, western Quebec, or 1-844-562-4766. That's 1-844-LNC-IS-ON. You can email me, jc at latenightcouncil.com. Keep it under six lines. And you can tweet at us at Council. Don't sweat it. I know I gave you those numbers pretty quick. I'm going to give them up before this break is over. Unfiltered, unfettered, uncensored. I have one program director now. God. I don't always follow through on my instructions, right? But he makes it pretty clear what he wants. What do you want? What do you like? What ticks you off? I want to hear from you. Listener feedback means a lot. Almost means as much as what the program director wants. And don't forget you can download all our shows for podcast anytime. TuneIn.com seems to be the best and easiest way to hook up with us. Or if you prefer Google Play, that seems to work too. LateNightCouncil.com. Stay with us.
Monday and Tuesday, it's news. Often some pretty good guests, too. Wednesday, it's Ask the Pastor. Thursday nights, we repeat the Ask the Pastor broadcast from the night before. And then Friday night, well, we fool around on Friday. We give stuff away. We have fun because that's what you're supposed to do on Friday. And if you miss any of the shows, well, that's what podcasts are for. 343 743390. That's 343 743390. That is the Eastern Ontario and Western Quebec line, the whole capital region. And 1 562 4766. That's long distance. 1 562 4766. Of course you can advertise on Late Night Council. In fact, the ad space is quickly getting claimed. Get in now while the rates are still low. Email me at jc at latenightcouncil.com for more details. Internet is filled with like all kinds of like Pokemon Go jokes now, and uh, um, churches are really excited because they've discovered that Pokemon Go stops are have been posted at their churches. Well, you church types there and pastors don't get too excited because that was part of the programming. They set up the Go stops. The agreement between Google Maps and uh, the creators of Pokemon, geographically on Google Maps, they set up Pokemon Go Stops in typical public places, and churches are very, very popular places for Pokemon Go Stops. It was part of their programming. And all sorts of churches with movable-type signs are trying to get cute. First Church of the Nazarene, Fort Myers, Florida. I'm looking at the picture here on Twitter. Pokemon Go stops here. Come by and let God take a Pikachu. <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's all. Oh, that's just so bad. Doctor Michael Brown, who's one of my favorite guys to follow, and that's exactly what his what his Twitter handle is. If you want to follow him, Doctor Michael L. Brown, check him out on Twitter. Brilliant theologian, and I think a very fair and. Uh, uh, intelligent commentator on, you know, social issues. When liberal politicians preach in churches, it's celebrated. When conservatives do, it's a violation of separation of church and state. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, dear. You know what I love about Twitter? It's hard to hide who you are on Twitter. If you're tweeting a lot and saying a lot of things, you, you know... You get found out as being, you know, a very intelligent commentator. You, you just, you know, you're a pain. Of course, that's just my opinion. I want to hear yours. <laughs> there's a guy. There's another guy um, I follow on uh, Twitter, and he calls himself, and, and his, his avatar, his picture is a picture of SpongeBob Trudeau, okay? Justin Trudeau. 
but his Twitter handle is PM Turdo. At Turdo. That's T U R D E A U. Turdo. And he just responded to a tweet by our Minister of Religion, uh, Catherine McKenna. Josh, this is what Catherine McKenna tweeted. Josh, your song made my day. Thanks for your support. And the next time I host a community event, I hope you join us. And then Turdo commented on that. We will power Canada using song and unicorn tears. <laughs> oh, I thought it was funny. Go ahead. Tell tell me I'm being corny. Feel free. 343-700-4390. That's the Capital Region line. It's open line, open topic. 343-700-4390. 1-844-562-4766 is the long-distance line. That's 1-844-562-4766. Show contributor. You know, he's more than just a caller, folks. Show contributor Mike is on the line. Let's hear what he has to say. What's hey, on your mind tonight, Mike? Well, I hate to go into such a, a downer of a topic, but uh, I've been watching this uh, war on cops get out of control. The and war I mean, on really cops. A war on, it really is. I mean, I don't know. Every day I'm going to the news and there's another. Like, I know you were reading some stats earlier about, you know, cops that have been shot in the line of duty. Shot in the line of duty while arresting suspects and such. That is not the same as what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you're right. The, the, this is new. Cops the the, the targeting targeted. the targeting of innocent cops that are not involved in shootouts, are not involved in arrests or something like that. The actual targeting, of them, that is new. I'll give you that. You're making a very good point, and I think that point needs to be made, Mike. And, and not only that, I mean, literally being hunted, assassinated. Uh, that Dallas shooting was just brutal. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's not just white cops. Black no, cops I know. Have been shot too. I mean, so much for Black Lives Matter. I guess if you're a cop, you're not a you're not really a true black, I suppose. I don't know what that's supposed to. Say. Well, I, I said earlier in the program. I don't know if you were listening. You know, the fact that Canada has a chapter. Come on, you know. I mean, is that all you got you know, to do with your time is try to create an issue here in Canada that is not an issue at all? I mean, we've got well, far I mean, more. We are so embraced with the left here. I mean, does it even surprise you that that would trans like come here? And and I mean, while you were away, the Blues Fest was on, and one of my favorite bands of all time is the Cult. Not not the, the, the yeah, I know band. I know the band. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, and uh, Ian Asbury uh, made the very bad move of saying all lives matter, and there was a wicked backlash at the Blues Fest, and he had to apologize. Like in Canada. I, I mean, imagine that. I mean, the, the whole thing, the, that whole movement in Canada is so irrelevant, it's ridiculous. I mean, we have way more issues when it comes to race. We have way more issues with our aboriginals here. That's what our issue is here in Canada. If we've got anything problems with racism, it's it's definitely in the on the Aboriginal front. But when it comes to blacks, I mean, come on, people try to turn this into you know it, the Civil War never happened here. Okay, we never had slavery issues in Canada. We never had blacks oppressed like they were in in the states. Okay, and for people to make an issue out of it here, man, I'll tell you, it just it just more proof that the public. And the voters are some of the dumbest people in the free world here in this nation. That they, that people like that well, would even shows, get a platform. It shows you that this is not really about Black Lives Matter any more than the riots in Ferguson were about uh, protecting blacks. All those businesses that were destroyed and lives that were destroyed by those riots. 
they were owned by black people. Those are black people that were put out of work and harmed. People that worked their butts off mm-hmm. for that, for their for their livelihood and, and to support their neighborhoods. And, and they didn't give a fig about any of those people. This is it's such crap. And another stat that the media doesn't like to uh, let anybody know about is that there are more blacks are being killed by blacks than any other, uh, you know, any other ethnic group. Yeah, and you never see those things. I, I was listening to Levin the other day, and he had a caller call in, and he raised a point that made me go, holy crap, I can't believe I didn't even notice that. He said that, have you noticed, whenever there's a, a shooting, like any kind of a bad shooting, right off the bat, even with the terrorist attack in Orlando, oh, it's the guns, oh, we got to get the guns. They go on. The media goes absolutely crazy about, let's get rid of legal guns. And where has that rant been with all of these cop shootings i haven't heard one yeah yeah it's quite telling i mean i like that's i i can't believe it. not even after the dallas shooting where like people killed five cops yeah yeah that's um, pretty today, that, that's actually cop shot in that's that you bring that up uh mike that's actually quite sick I, yeah, that that too is something really bizarre going on. No, that's and not that's beyond it, bizarre. That's not that's beyond bizarre. That's diabolical. That really is the fact that you're not hearing you know from the anti-gun crowd, you know, in 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 commentary over you know the Dallas and the and the Baton Rouge shootings, and now one in Kansas as well. That's that's just you know I think that's glaring as to where the you know the anti-gun crowd is coming from. You know this is I think at their at their core they're anarchists. At their core, and let's be honest. A lot of this has been driven by the media. This you know this even began before uh, Darren Wilson, who Darren Wilson was exonerated. He he was literally defending himself. That kid was going to kill him or tried to, mm-hmm. and and he shot him in self-defense. That man is now, he, he, he's a former cop because he's going to be in the witness protection uh, pr- plan for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What the heck is that? Unless he moves to Canada, um, you know. No, I, I would imagine he'd be persona non grata here, too, because that's how, that's how it plays. Here. Yeah, we got, enough whack, um, we got enough left-wing whack jobs here in, uh, in uh, Canada would make life miserable for him as well. I just, I can't get over, and it's not just, like, it's not just people that are going so far as to kill blacks, or, I mean, sorry, to kill um, cops uh, in the name of what, social justice or something. I mean, you've got, I've had story after story I've seen of, there's, in today on The Blaze, there's a story of more cops being denied service at Taco Bell. I've heard multiple stories like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but today, you know who I lay the blame, you know who I lay the blame on for this more than anybody? Barack Obama. Barack Obama has not stood behind police forces. Barack Obama has criticized police forces, accusing them of being racist. And study after study has come out proving that he is dead wrong. Okay, I think Barack Obama is the greatest threat to uh, uh, you know to civil uh, to civil security in the United States. This guy has been a disaster for a president. And the fact that the Nobel Peace Prize people gave him the Nobel Peace Prize at the beginning of his tenure. I mean, exposes that cockamamie crackpot organization for what it is. This guy has polarized America and has America more divided than any president in my lifetime. By far and away, he's been a disaster, an absolute disaster. One of his buddies is Bill Ayers, a domestic terrorist, an unapologetic domestic terrorist who went after cop stations in the, in the I think it was in the 60s. Um, he was the Weather Underground. 
Um, yeah, but there you I mean, go. But there yeah. you go, Mike. There's dumb voters again. What's more dangerous than a corrupt, deceptive, inept politician? The people that vote for them. Well, there, I mean, you can't deny that. There's no question. And, and I mean, it's not like that was all secret stuff. It was all out there. Nobody wanted to hear it. Yeah. Just like nobody wanted to hear about Hillary. Nobody wants to hear about Trump. Of course, now we're going to hear all about Trump now that it's actually. You know what? The, you know what the worst Hillary. part? You know what the worst part of that whole election down south is, to Mike? Eh? One of those bozos is going to win. Well, and, and everybody's going to lose. Oh, it's brutal. It's just brutal. Thanks for your call, Mike. And I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to lose. I, there was that one story too. I also don't want to. Some cop actually ate a a glass sandwich. Today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that blows my mind. If that's not beyond evil, not, I mean, killing is bad too. But I mean, yeah. Somebody served a cop a sandwich laced with broken glass. Yeah, yeah. That just says how evil this is. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe we should ban glass. You know. Yeah, like they'll ever do that. Yeah, we'll ban trucks, you know. I know there's leftists in France now that's saying, you know, if we ban trucks, that's going to improve crime, you know. Thanks for your call, Mike. Always appreciate them. There he goes. 343-700-4390. That's 343-700-4390. And if you're calling from Ruthilda, Saskatchewan, Florida, New York, or Nimrod, Oregon, 1-844-562-4766 is the long-distance line. That's 1-844-562-4766. Stay with us. often hear about the supposed dangers of human-induced climate change. But what about the disastrous consequences of climate policy? For example, the closing of Ontario's coal stations was the single most important cause of the 318% rise in power rates since 2002. Thousands of industrial wind turbines are being erected across the province, killing birds and bats and ruining the lives of people living nearby. The expanded use of biofuels has led to 6.5% of the world's grain going to fuel instead of food. Only 6% of the $1 billion spent every day on climate finance goes to helping people today. The rest is dedicated to trying to stop climate change that may someday happen. Yet the reports of the non-governmental International Panel on Climate Change show that the science backing the climate scare is highly uncertain. Isn't it time we focused on problems we know to be real? This message is brought to you by ClimateScienceInternational.org. Summertime is here. It's time to cool off with your friends at Menchie's Frozen Yogurt. We feature 12 flavors of frozen yogurt daily with a choice of over 55 delicious toppings to choose from. The combinations are endless. Chill out with our new fresh yogurt fruit smoothies or be the hero at your next backyard barbecue or birthday celebration when you serve up our exquisite frozen yogurt cake to your family and friends. Visit us at 80 George Street in the Byward Market and 3091 Strandherd Drive in Barhaven. 
Menchie's frozen yogurt. We make you smile. For 17 years, I've been taking my cars to Irwin's Automotion. 17 years ago, Irwin was renting space on the corner of Bank and Heron. His encyclopedic knowledge of all things mechanical and his no-bull honesty has resulted in his second move. He now operates a huge facility on Cleopatra, eight bays and an expert staff that operate all in the same wavelength. Honesty, integrity, try to save the customers some money and headaches, but fix it right the first time. Irwin's Automotion, 34, Cleopatra. Tell them Council sent you. That'll make them smile. you call this show you better have something to say i don't want you called in just for the sake of calling in 343-700-4390 in the capital region that's 343-700-4390 1-844-562-4766 if you're calling from windsor ontario now why would i single out windsor because the last time we did a freebie fridays okay we broke the record for the most calls since we've been online and you know, I'm going to stick it to you people listening in the Capital Region. We got more calls that night from Windsor, Ontario, than we got from Ottawa. Yeah. We broke the record that night for the most calls ever since we've been online. Okay, quite a number of calls. And we got more calls from Windsor, Ontario, than we got from Ottawa. So I'll say it again to our fan base down in Windsor. Get on the horn to Keith Chinnery, who's the program director at CKLW, and say, will you get late night council on in Windsor? Come on now. We are going to be aggressively pursuing radio stations across the continent in the next three months or so. Because it is ridiculously easy for them to carry this show now that we're producing ourselves. And it's not just me. It's the whole council communications staff. Council Communications, Media with a Conscience. Now, Mike called it earlier and is referring to uh, how the whole Black Lives Matter and, you know, the gunning down of cops is, uh, it seems to be a media-driven thing. Now, I will give him this, and the point has to be made. Well, you know, I, I want to, re- what he was referring to, I started the show off, and I got I want to re-quote again, I reset a little bit, Scott Gilmore's uh, uh, uh research in uh, McLean's magazine uh, this week. And I'll, I'll repeat it here. Violence is not rising. In fact, America has not been this safe for more than a generation. According to FBI data, the rate of violent crime has dropped by half since 1993. The murder rate has fallen by a similar percentage. Even property crime has plummeted by 40%. All forms of crime and violence have declined from a peak in the 1980s. You need to go back to when John F. Kennedy was president to find an equally peaceful time in the United States. Those facts are not being reported by media. Because those kind of peaceful stats, that doesn't sell papers. That doesn't get your ratings for the news. But the front page coverage of these shooting sprees, this is again Scott Gilmore, the front page coverage of these shooting sprees obscures the true nature of gun violence. Only 2% of gun deaths are mass shootings. 
It is actually, listen to this, it's suicides. You know, what we're wanting to legalize here in Canada. It's actually suicides that account for the overwhelming majority, a number that has risen by more than 40% in the past 20 years. The shooting of cops is surely on the rise, though, isn't it? Not so. The FBI reports that in 1972, 132 police officers were killed in the line of duty. That number has declined steadily ever since, and last year was down to 47, far lower than it was even in the 1960s. When you account for the growth in the number of police officers, it is now only one quarter the level it was just 25 years ago. The Center for Disease Control tracks the rate of police killings by race and finds that that's, you know, cops killing, you know, uh, uh, citizens, okay? And finds that 50 years ago, African Americans under the age of 25 were five times more likely to die from a police bullet than they are now. You're not hearing that in the news at all. So this whole rioting and, you know, this whole violence and, you know, out-of-control racism, it's really a sensational media-driven thing. But I don't want to minimize what Mike said. I I don't remember a time in history when police were actually targeted. Like, even back in the 50s and 60s, you know, thank God, you know, there's a lot less cops being killed, but, you know, they weren't being targeted. That was police dying in the line of duty. So what's really going on? You know, you wonder what their game is. I mean, on the surface, you would think it's greed. It's it's ratings driven. It's sensationalism. It's it's you know, it's it's uh, see you sell more papers if it's if it's you know hyped up. And that's a good question. You know, I I didn't have any of you calling in and giving me suggestions, so I got to you know get my opinions out there and establish them as being as authoritative as they should be. Who do you trust anymore? I don't don't think you can trust anybody in media. Hey, don't trust me. If I say something on this program here, go check it out. Only don't check it out with just one source. Go three, four, five, six sources. I don't think anybody really tells the truth. Everybody's got an angle. Everybody's on the make. Everybody's on the take. Especially when it comes to government or media. And I asked the question before in the earlier in the program. And I got one answer on email who says, you know, I I don't trust either. Who do you trust more, government or media? What a choice, eh? It's like, who do you vote for, Trump or Hillary? (laughs) Well, we got our own problems here in Canada, don't we? Can anybody be trusted anymore? I can't remember. I don't have a photographic memory. But every year... Oh, there's a number of news organizations, dude. It might be Time, it might be USA Today, or, or it might be some Canadian chain. They they list the most trusted professions. And uh, at the bottom of the list, you know, are lawyers and used car salesmen. and Pastors used to be up at the top. We're kind of in the middle now. We've dropped dramatically over the last 20, 30 years. Doctors are way up there. In fact, I think doctors are at the top of the heap. TV personalities and celebrities, they're way down at the bottom. Nobody trusts them. I don't believe, I don't believe that, uh, and this is what I don't like in elections. You know, when, when the loser says, well, the people are spoke, have spoken, you know, and democracy is sovereign. 
and the rule of the people is, you know, I don't believe that. I think that's like saying, you know, two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for lunch. You know, that's democracy. Democracy is not sacred. Democracy is only as pure and only as sacred as the purity of, you know, the people that are actually doing the voting. And when I see what passes off as entertainment, when I see, you know, how lazy we are at holding our politicians to account and letting them, you know, uh, get away with uh, 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 financial suicide, democracy's pretty weak right now. It's not strong. Founding fathers of the United States, they were quite eloquent in suggesting, and many of them have said in so many words, that without a profound faith foundation, and all of them, when they spoke of faith foundations, they were speaking from a Judeo-Christian perspective. Academia has been very, very successful in filtering out the incredible role that spirituality has played in the formation of our countries here in North America, Canada, and the United States. But many of them wrote on how democracy will crumble Democracy will fall apart without a firm and powerful faith foundation. And I think we're seeing it today. We're seeing, we're seeing people abandon moral absolutes. We're seeing people abandon, you know, uh, um, um, uh, morality that's been the bedrock of, of uh, uh, civilization for thousands of years. And they've sold it as human rights. They've sold it as, you know, something that's progressive with no data on the long-term consequences of, you know, uh, of, you know uh, some of the ideologies that we've embraced, like same-sex marriage, like the right to die, like abortion, like the abandonment of what we considered, you know, virtues. Now they're antiquated, you know, traditional habits that we kind of grown out of. And we're so much more sophisticated and progressive now. They haven't proved that to me. Hey, maybe we'll go a little deeper on that tomorrow night on Ask the Pastor. Haven't done an Ask the Pastor in three weeks. I'm itching to do it. And I trust that you're going to be with us. And every night, tell your friends, tweet us out there, latenightcouncil.com. You can get us on tunein.com. You can get us on Google Play. And uh, uh, you people listening in Windsor, you make sure you bug those people at CKLW because we need to be on the air down there. Have yourself a delightful evening. Thanks for tuning in. Great, great, great being with you. Oh, that's the wrong thing. I pushed the wrong button there. Boy, that's the way. This is what you're supposed to be hearing right there, okay? It'll come at you. Have a decent night. You shared it with me tonight. I was honored, okay? And tomorrow night I'll uh, be sharing another night with you. Good night. Good night.